Welcome back, my friends, to the MailRite Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. We are on episode 135, myself, Thomas J. Nelson, and co-host Jonathan Denwood. Welcome special guest, Ryan Stuman. And Ryan is a, gosh, he's, a, he's an entrepreneur of multiple avenues, and we're going to try to explore as many as we can today. But uh, Ryan, for this, welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Or uh, Thomas, sorry for the mix up there. Thanks for having me on here. That's okay. Oh, you don't, you don't want to do that. He's the good looking one. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the ugly English geezer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the brains and I'm the beauty. <laughs> he's got the cool accent. We sound like, you know, I sound like a southerner and he's got the cool accent over there. I can listen to him talk all day. I know. You know I've had a couple people try to get me to get him to yell, Sharon! <laughs> I'm not doing that. You have to give me a lot of money to do that. <laughs> all right. Well, Ryan, since I've stepped all over your introduction, why don't you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? Take a minute to introduce yourself. Well, you know, in my lifetime, I have been through some shit and come out the other side pretty shiny still. And, uh, you know, I was adopted at age seven. I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. Uh, I've been homeless, broke, divorced, in prison, out of prison, back in prison, homeless, divorced, broke again. I've, I've ridden pretty much uh, every wave up and down. And the last eight years, uh, I have been a, a full-time entrepreneur. I have uh, one of the largest sales training companies in the world right now. Uh, we're one of the most popular uh, places to go to for sales and, and prospecting information in the, the new age. Uh, I own a supplemental uh, nutrition company called Integrity Driven Nutrition. I'm a six-time uh, best-selling author. I, uh, I am an inventor. I have several apps that I have invented. I am a, um, shit. I write for Forbes, Huffington Post, uh, Entrepreneur Inc. I'm, I'm featured in those publications pretty much on a weekly basis. And uh, my blog, hardcorecloser.com gets about a million people a year, uh, that go there and, uh, and read our, we have a database of about 120,000 people that have opted in and bought our products over the years. So uh, a lot of times when somebody says something like that, you're like, well, this guy's just all over the place. But I'm a very focused, very driven uh, individual. And, and all of my companies are in running six and seven figures per year. So it's not like I'm one guy that's trying to put all, all of these eight different companies I own uh, together to, to make a small living every single month. You know, I've got uh, about $2 million in personal real estate holdings right now that we uh, buy and sell and flip real estate. And so, man, I'm, I'm all over the place because like you said, I'm a true entrepreneur. And so my real calling in life, though, is to, to help entrepreneurs uh, not just grow their business, but really just like build a better life for themselves. And, and really that covers four areas, faith, family, finances and fitnesses. And so that's what uh, my main, I guess you would say, like my main calling or my main job is, is to, uh, to help entrepreneurs uh, really maximize those four areas of their life. Awesome. Well, gosh, Jonathan, we're going to have a tough time pulling information out of Ryan today. He's kind of shy. <laughs> he's making me feel tired. He's got me what he does. So I feel, I feel we're going to let, our, let everyone take a breather while we let Jonathan say hi. Jonathan, tell everyone about yourself. Oh, God. I'm the founder of MailRite. Um, MailRite is a platform that helps real estate agents, brokers get more leads with an emphasis on Facebook. Back to you, Thomas. And I'm Thomas J. Nelson. I'm a residential realtor and entrepreneur here in San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy to serve you or your referrals. All right, let's jump back to Ryan. Now, Ryan, I, I, the thing I'm going to have a challenge with is covering as much as I want to cover about you today. But let's start with um, one, one product that you, uh, a company that you have, Clickso. Am I saying that right? Yep. Okay. Um, 
Clickso um, is an interesting uh, platform, and I wanted you to explain that a little. It has to do with social media, but um, will you explain to people what Clickso is and how it helps them? Yeah, so, you know, one of the, the jobs is a, a salesperson, which, you know, if I had to identify myself as one thing, it would be a salesperson first, entrepreneur, and all that other stuff next is finding a need and filling it, right? Like providing a solution to a problem. Well, I've, I've been on over 600 podcasts uh, in my career. And at the end of the podcast, everybody always says, so tell us how people can find you. And right. I go, well, I'm at hardcorecloser.com. I'm at hardcorecloser on Instagram. I'm Ryan Steumann on Facebook. I'm Ryan Steumann on LinkedIn. There's, a, a, there's just so many social networks and websites and everything else to keep up with. You know, you follow my podcast, you do this. So I invented Clickso as a place for a person to put all of their social media, their podcasts, their fan pages, the groups that they own, manage and admin, all that stuff in one place. So basically what Clickso does is allows you to log in and set up all of your different profiles in one place. So instead of your website having Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, Quora and all these different logos and your business card being covered with other pieces of advertising from a million different social media sites and stuff. Clickso puts it all in one place under one uh, logo and one platform. And, and it's a hell of an SEO uh, thing as well. So you can go there and you can use it not only for yourself, but you can use it to SEO like the neighborhoods for you, for example, being a realtor. Uh, if you wanted to be Clickso forward slash La Jolla, then anytime somebody would search, you know, for certain things in La Jolla, your thing, your your profile would come up as well. Like homes in La Jolla, you could do clickso.com forward slash homes in La Jolla. Then you could set up a homes in La Jolla fan page on Facebook. We'll put all that together. And then you're more likely to show up in the search results there against Zillow, Redfin and all that good stuff as well. So it's a, uh, it's a, it takes a big, complicated, lot of social media sites and narrows it down into one place where people can find you very easily. So, I mean, essentially, you remove all those icons and you put the Clickso icon on in its place. And when you click on Clickso, it takes you to the platform. Absolutely. It takes you. And then on that platform, you can pick and choose which ones you want to display, which ones you don't want to display. So say you want people to go to your fan page, but not your personal profile. So you just leave your personal profile out of it and direct everybody to Clickso and they figure out where they want to connect with you at. And then um, I'm going to ask a rudimentary question, but uh, so because people might not be familiar hey man, with Don't Clickso. use big words. I told you, eighth grade information over here, man. You're like, confusing <laughs> me already. I'll say that too, maybe. Well, right. I'll <laughs> rephrase. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you an eighth grade question about <laughs> So, uh, so if, if I see it for the first time, I don't know what ClickSo is. Uh, is there something that's guiding people to click on it like, or, or to know what it is if it's on a business card? So if it's on a business, that's the, that's the big, the, the biggest struggle that we're getting over right now is brand awareness so that people know what it is, you know? Uh, but once you click on like, so, so if you were to look at it and you go, what's the C logo here? And you actually clicked on it on somebody's website, it would, once you see it, it makes total sense. You're like, oh, this is somebody's social media stuff all in one place. I mean, that's our company slogan. It's like all your profiles in one place. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that's the biggest thing is bringing brand awareness, in, you know, through podcasts and, and magazines and all that stuff. It's been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur and all those as well. And and uh, and that's the big thing, though, is getting people to learn what that logo means. But I think every brand kind of starts out that way. In the beginning, people didn't know what the hell the F in Facebook was. You know, right. they're like, what's this F thing? So. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, right now, what's the main, uh, do you cater that to a specific audience or is this to all people in business? It's for all people, period. It's not okay. even if you're in business. Let's say that you're a high schooler and you've got a Snapchat account and an Instagram account. Yeah. And some of your friends are on Snapchat, some are on Instagram. Instead of trying to you know, give people 20 different profiles, just like look me up on ClickSo and connect with me wherever. 
Okay. And then just to clear it up too, it's, it's not like a Hootsuite where you're using it to post on all these. It's just a collective to, to centralize people on all your social media presence. Yeah. It's what we call a social media bookmark, right? Okay. So it's all your social media sites in one place. Absolutely. Well, I was just, I was just thinking, Thomas, fancy being a parent with a teenager now, Thomas, they're on Snapchat. Yeah, I don't even go there. Send in nudes, without without a doubt. Send in nudes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we drove our kids off Facebook years ago. <laughs> but you know, actually, it's funny you say that because I just read a statistic yesterday that uh, Facebook lost 1.4 million users in the last quarter uh, below the ages of 23. Yeah, uh, because those people are just saying, "Hey, you know what? Our parents are there, grandparents are there. They're all arguing politics and pissing each other off about school shootings." <laughs> they were they were all Russians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're out, you know, and uh, and they're going to Instagram. My prediction, and I've said this before, my prediction is that next year in 2019, Instagram will be the most popular. It may not be the most populated, but it'll be the social media site that the majority of Americans spend their time on as opposed to Facebook because nobody's arguing politics and and telling people, you know, things that they have no idea about on Instagram yet because probably maybe they haven't figured out how to. I don't know. But, <laughs> but when you go to Instagram, it's a lot more docile and calm and, and what Facebook was originally intended to be. You go on Facebook right now and, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a war zone. It's tough, yeah. man. People are, you know, fighting with each other and yelling at each other and telling each other, meet me in dark alleys and all this stuff. It's like, bro, bro, it's social media. Like, calm they, they never say that to me. You must be mixing with the wrong people, bro. <laughs> they always want to pick up. You know, I'm, I'm not a small guy, man. I, I do CrossFit and, and have worked out, you know, five days a week since the age of 19. I'm, I'm 5'10", 205 pounds, and people still come at me. But my mentor is David Goggins. He and I are, are friends, and he's my mentor, and he's the most dangerous person on the planet. And there's people that call him the N-word on his post all the time. And this is a dude that can li- – he was literally the guy that was on the Osama bin Laden extraction team. This guy can kill you with his bare hands, and people talk shit to him, so it's, it's hopeless. Even Tony Robbins has a bodyguard that follows him around everywhere he goes, man. It's just people are weird these days. Yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, the, um, I, mean I, I find that my use of social media has gone down a bit just because I, I don't like being in the atmosphere of all that. It's just – it's, it's kind of like going on a news diet. I'm on a social media diet. Um, yeah. Well, well, let's shift gears for a minute because uh, there's another business you have that I'm super interested in. And can you explain what Hardcore Closer is? Yeah, so that's our sales training company. And, uh, you know, I got that. It's, it's kind of funny how that started. You know, people call me the Hardcore Closer. And, you know, I know one thing about life. If somebody gives you a cool nickname, go with it because the next one may not be so cool and it might <laughs> stick, right? Yeah. And, and so... Uh, we were actually drinking beer inside of a title company one afternoon, waiting on a deal to fund. And these, and I, at the time, I was uh, working for a car dealership. I was running their social media and selling cars. I was top producer at the car dealership. And uh, I got tired of, I got ran out of the mortgage business, basically. I had a, a federal gun charge. And when the, uh, the, the Dodd-Frank Act took place, the uh, NMLS licensing went from state to federal, and the feds wouldn't give me a license. And so uh, I was one of the top, like one of the top, producing loan officers on the planet. I did 183 loans all by myself, no team, no brokers, no nothing in 2009. 2010, Dodd-Frank was at, uh, Act was passed and I wasn't able to get a federal license. So one of the things that I thought I'd do is go sell cars, right? I did mortgages and go sell cars. It kind of seemed two totally different. It was a terrible idea. But anyway, I went and sold a bunch <laughs> of cars and, and uh, I was at a title company waiting on one of my real estate deals to, to fund because I was still funnel some of my leads to somebody else. We're having a couple beers and this lady shows up and she has this card and it says closer. 
And you know, closers in title company just means somebody who signs paper with you. Well, right. I've been selling cars and I was known as the closer in the car dealership. So like, let's say that, that you were buying a car and Jonathan couldn't get you to sign on the paper. They'd send me over there and I'd get you to sign on the paper, right? And Because well, uh, you're the gun owner. Exactly. I could get Thomas to sign anything. Sorry, <laughs> And so me and my friend are drinking beer. We just start cracking jokes. We're like, these are the real hardcore closers of the sales world. These ladies who come in here and get you to sign on these deals. And yeah. I thought, man, that's a, that'd be a cool name for a blog. And I went on Bluehost and I registered it and didn't really think nothing about it until about six months later, I started making videos for loan officers to, you know, help them get their, their brand and everything out. That was one of my first like coaching consulting type of deals was helping loan officers make videos. And I used that website, Hardcore Closers, a placeholder for those videos. Well, mm. you know, luckily for me, people started watching those videos and they associated me with hardcore closer. So after a couple of months, I'd go out around town or I'd be on trips somewhere and people be like, Hey, it's the hardcore closer guy. And I'm like, I kind of like the way that that sounds. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to reach up and grab that and put it in my pocket. Well, flash forward eight years, uh, since that happened. And, uh, like I said, it's over a million people read that blog every month. That company did $3 million in itself last year in sales training. Uh, we teach entrepreneurs how to build businesses. We teach people how to run Facebook ads. We teach what I call the new digital door to door, right? Like when I got started in the mortgage business, it was, you know, you made cold calls and you went and knocked on doors and you showed up with rake sheets and donuts and all that stuff that it's, that still people do today, which is obsolete as all get out, but it worked back then. And, you know, I started in 2003. And so now I teach people how to prospect on Facebook, how to run Facebook ads, how to create sales funnels and all that good stuff. And, and, and that company name, uh, oddly, now I get a lot of traffic, but it wasn't really a smart idea in the beginning because Google does not like the word hardcore. You know, the old sex and Pornhub thing kind of killed oh. the SEO on that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, think of that. and now <laughs> it's been a different yeah. kind of hardcore, don't yeah. I? <laughs> and I? And I say, and I drop F-bombs on there when I write videos and stuff. So me and Google, we had a weird relationship for a few years, right? They hated me. I, I, I missed them. <laughs> and so... Uh, but now that's, uh, you know, become like a, we've got clients on every single continent, uh, continent in most countries uh, around the world as well inside those continents. And like I said, over a million viewers last year, I think it's 1.3 million uh, unique visits <clears throat> to the website last year alone. We've sold over, uh, I think we're at $5 million in products that have been sold through that website since we started it. And we have, you know, tens of thousands of people that we have helped over the years improve their sales game and, and go from old school sales tactics into this new school stuff. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to take credit for this. Like I was the first guy to show up with tattoos and a hoodie and say, Hey, listen, you don't have to wear a suit and tie and go to church on Sunday to be a badass in sales. And now you see like the, the a lot of the other sales trainers have, have really dumbed it down. Now they don't wear suits and ties and they cuss and everything else. But those same guys that do that now were telling me back then, you're messing it up, man. You're, you're going to mess it up for the rest of us. You're going to give us all a bad name. You don't look like you're supposed to. You need to put a suit on. You need to go, you know, get your life together. And I'm like, listen, I've been in sales my entire life since I was 13 years old was when I made my first sale. And I have yet to meet salespeople that were top producers that were, that were overly religious or that were always wearing a suit. Like the top producing sales guy, me, usually, hell, I'd come into the office in flippers because guess what? If I if they fired me, the company was going to go under because I'm the one carrying the weight of the world. And that's and that was really the, that's really is the sales community, right? It's a bunch of, I mean, shit. None of us that are in sales were born with a uh, silver spoon up our ass and went to an Ivy League uh, Ivy League school, or we'd be a CEO, not a salesperson. And so, you know, I wanted to cater to the actual salespeople without having to put on this "I'm perfect, look at me" facade. And and you know, Zig Ziglar was my neighbor. 
really? before he passed away. And, uh, and he and I have had candid conversations over the years and, and great guy. And, 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 you know, I, I wanted to be kind of the opposite of him. He had already filled that niche and he still fills it from beyond the grave today. But right. I saw a huge, like, like with Clixo, I saw a huge void in the marketplace that I could fill. And, uh, and that's what I've done, you know, and now we have the largest, uh, sales group on uh, Facebook sales talk with sales pros has over 72,000 active members last week alone. There was 147,000 engagements in the group. I mean, uh, I built that, that website that has a huge following. I've got over 350,000 followers, uh, through Facebook and Instagram. So, I mean, obviously I've made some sort of difference in the marketplace doing things my way, which is really their way. Yeah, that's, that's great. We're going to have to go for a break now. And <laughs> when we come back, we're going to learn some more. I think we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. I'm coming back. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a little laugh to myself because I wonder what, Thomas would give me as my tag line. <laughs> it's probably unrepeatable on the, on the podcast. <laughs> I'd be kind to you, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. hey, you mentioned uh, you live by Zig Ziglar, Ryan. What, what part of the country are you in? Uh, so I, I, my office is in Dallas. When I lived next to Zig, he lived in a neighborhood called Willow Bend. And, uh, and I'll be honest, you know, I've always been honest throughout my, my whole time. I was living with my in-laws trying to save money to build this business when I lived next to Zig. So uh, I wasn't that successful at the time. And uh, fortunately, the very first mentor that I ever hired was from his organization, mm. uh, a gentleman named Brian. And uh, and that's how I actually got to uh, to meet him. And I found out that literally he lived one street over from me and he went to this church called Prestonwood. So I showed up at the church and, and aligned myself to do everything I could to uh, to to be able to meet the guy before, uh, before he passed away. Because he was about he was in his mid seventies by the time that I, I finally got to meet him. But when I was about 14 years old, uh, somebody gave me some Zig Ziglar cassettes for the new people. Those are these little plastic <laughs> things that had tape that used to listen to music on. And, uh, and it changed my life. You know, it, it yeah. was like a light bulb when I was like, Oh, this is my destiny. This is when I'm supposed to be like this guy. And, uh, and you know, here I am, you know, 30 years later and, uh, and you know, I'm doing my best to, to carry on that legacy, but in my own way. Nice. Well, he's certainly a great mentor of mine too. So uh, we have that common thread. Um, you know, I want to switch gears here, but we, we did a deep dive on who you are because I, I want people to understand the credibility you bring. Uh, and one of the questions and the topics of the show today was about lead generation, which is such a hot topic in real estate. Uh, where do you stand with uh, teaching people how to generate leads and what's, what's your approach to that? Well, you know, the average person that teaches real estate agents on how to generate leads says, you know, promote yourself, put your picture out there, let everybody know your name. And, and while that, that is effective, the truth is nobody wants a real estate agent. Uh, and and I, 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 no disrespect, but never in the history of the world has someone rolled over in the middle of the night and looked at their wife or husband and said, you know what, we should give uh, Thomas 6% of the equity of our you know, million dollar home. We should just pay him $60,000 to sell our home. That's exactly what we need in our life right now. But what they do say is they say, uh, we're getting a divorce and we need to sell our house. What they do say is I'm pregnant and we need more bedrooms. What they do say is I'm getting relocated from my job. 
So what people really want is their problem solved. They want a house. Okay. And there is a need. There's a finite. There's like maybe 25 reasons someone would pack all their shit in boxes, scream at each other for two weeks, move those boxes somewhere else, lose half the shit in those boxes, scream at each other for another two weeks. And, and try like that, that's just the moving is one of the most miserable things to do <laughs> on the planet. Right. I mean, it is, even if you get your dream house, you're like, got our dream house. Oh shit. We got to move. And so what I teach is I teach them focus on the neighborhoods and the houses. So, you know, back in the day, and it still works effectively today, you can mail out postcards uh, in, in neighborhoods and farm neighborhoods and stuff like that. What I teach is geo farming. So you can drop a pen on Google or Facebook on an area and you farm that area real hard. And if you want to add postcards and mail to that, you're driving them to the Facebook page. That's a community page about the neighborhood, mm. not the real estate agent. See, we live in a time where you need to hide the salesperson. I mean, you think about it, the media, we're like, salespeople are like pit bulls. Pit bulls are the most loyal, loving, awesome dogs on the entire planet. But the media would have you think that they're the most vicious, mean, cruel animals that are just stone cold killers. But pit bulls are great dogs. Well, salespeople are the same way. If you look at the media, we've got Gordon Gecko, we've got Jordan right. Belfort, which Jordan Belfort's awesome. He's a friend of mine, but, in, but you know, he did what he did, right? We, I've done what I've done. He's did what he did. And, and they make him look like he's a monster that stole a bunch of money from people. And they've got Gordon Gecko, and they've got, you know, the boiler room guys. And they've got, you know, all these like stories about how salespeople rip people off. And anytime a salesperson locally here rips somebody off the news, puts them on there and says, be careful of this scam and, and everything else. Do you know, guys, what the best true sales movie of all time is? Guess. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, well, I, I'm a Glengarry Glenn Ross fan. But, uh, and again, those guys were scamming people, right? That's what they were doing, right? That's what they always give us. The best sales movie ever made is Tommy Boy. Think about this. Uh, for a yeah. Think about this for a second. He was a situational leader. His father was a natural born salesman. He was a situational leader, gets a mentor that tells him the truth, whether he wants to hear it or not. He keeps repeating whatever it is that he's doing until he finally has that epiphany. Helen, tell me why I suck as a salesperson. It took his mentor knocking the shit out of him with a two by four for him to figure it all out, right? Which sometimes as a mentor, you have to do to your prospect or to your clients. And then finally goes in, he, he saves the factory, he shuts down the bad guy, he gets the girl, he saves the whole entire town. He looks happily ever after. But yet that's billed as a stupid comedy. It's never billed as the greatest sales movie of all time, but that's exactly what it is, you know? Wow, and that's an awesome I've observation. I based my whole life on that film. Yeah. Look, <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> she goes out with one of the Yankees. But so anyway, the, the, the thing is like the, we've, the media has conditioned the public to be scared of salespeople. So what I teach my salespeople to do is hide. Hide the salesperson until it's, until it's necessary for the salesperson to come out. Like when you go shopping at Nordstrom's, there's, a, there's salespeople that work there that will sell you clothes. But while you're looking, they don't bother you, right? right? It's when you pick up something and you're ready to walk to the register that they say, is there anything else that I can get you or would you like to try that on, right? Then they become a salesperson. Up until that point, you don't walk in the door and they're like, hey, come over here to the jeans rack, right? right but that's what right. Most, most people try to do today. But the public's been conditioned to say, no, nah, I'm just shopping. I don't need help right now. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, and I, I mean, I agree with you because instead of driving them to a, a vanity page, why not drive them to a community page that's going to be more engaging and keep them there? So, that, I mean, that, that's a great tip. Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you is about conversion because it's one thing to get the leads, but people are struggling to convert them. I, a lot of people say, well, these leads are garbage and some of them are, but some of them could be converted. But 
I think the conversion skills are lacking. What, what, what do you help people with in, in that regard? Well, here's the thing. You need to follow up with somebody 18 times in today's day and age. Wow. And, and I mean, it, it, every year it's going to be more and more. This time next year, it might be 24. Mm. Because we are subjected to 4,000 advertisements every single day. Sure. And so even if they wanted to buy your shit, they might have just forgot. Right. And they might have gotten distracted by something else. And so uh, a lot of times I actually just got off. I have a, a podcast, the Hardcore Closer podcast. And that was what we our topic today was. Oh. was uh, five reasons your your prospects are avoiding you. And one of the main things is your pitch sucks, you know? And yeah. uh, and a lot of people say these leads are trash, but if someone gave you their name, email address, and phone number, that's a closable lead. I'll never forget, I had got out of federal prison in 2008 and I needed a job. And I begged the largest mortgage broker in the state of Texas to give me a job. I mean, it was a three-hour interview. I would not let that dude tell me no. I needed that job. It was the only, it was the closest I could get to a job and I needed it. You know what I'm saying? I'd been locked up for 15 months. I needed that job. And they, I got the job. I went in there. They trained us for a week. Day one, they turned us loose on the leads and we were in cubicles. I, I ended up in the corner office pretty quick, but I was in a cubicle to begin with. And the dude next to me, his name is Patrick Kirk. I'll never forget. I called him Captain Kirk. <laughs> we sat down and we got leads. And the first thing that he said was, man, these leads suck. And the first thing I said was, we got leads, dude. I, <laughs> you know? And, and there's a reason why he went on to quit a month later and I went on to be top producer in that company and do all the loans that I did. So a lot of it has to do with how you look at things. If you think the leads are trash, then the leads are going to be trash. Right. If you believe the leads are good, you'll treat the leads like they're good and you'll turn them into something good. Uh, but here's the thing. Most salespeople screw up their pitch. Uh, the biggest breakthrough that we've had in the history of mankind is mapping the human genome, right? DNA. And the guys that won the Nobel Peace Prize uh, a couple, like, I guess probably been 10 years ago that won the Nobel Peace Prize, they came out and they said, you know, tell us how you did this. And it took them three minutes to explain the most important breakthrough in human history. But yet most real estate agents and loan officers can't explain what a damn interest rate is in less than 50 paragraphs in a 30 minute lecture on the bond market. <laughs> right? And nobody wants to hear that because they don't want a real estate agent. They don't right. want a mortgage. They want a house because there's something going on in their life that means that, 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 that means they need a house or they need to switch or refinance, whatever the case it is. And so when you start following up with people, if you lead with value first, which is value just simply their interest first, right. you'll find yourself converting it at a lot higher rate. One of the other things that I say, especially if you get somebody on the phone, uh, my favorite saying, I made this up years ago and been saying it ever since, is he who speaks the least makes the most. And mm -hmm. what most salespeople do is they get on the phone and they think they'll talk their self into a sale when really what happens is you're more likely to talk yourself out of a sale than into a sale because it takes two things to close sales. It takes only two things. You can be the biggest idiot, eighth grade education over here, millions of dollars in the bank account, right? You can be the biggest idiot on the planet and still be a power closer if you have these two things. Number one is empathy. Mm. And the only way that you can have empathy, not sympathy, like not I feel sorry for you, but I understand your situation, sir. Right. And the only way that you can a person can understand that you have empathy for them is if they have told you their problem so that you understand. And if you're busy talking and they never get to tell you their problem, you don't have any empathy for them. They, they know you don't understand. You don't get it. They won't do business with you. So yeah. the first thing you need is empathy. The only way to get empathy is by asking questions and actually giving a damn about what the prospect's saying to you and listening and not interrupting. He who speaks the least makes the most. The second thing you need is confidence. You, after, you, after they have the understanding that you have empathy for them in their situation, you have to confidently give them the diagnosis, the solution to their problem. I mean, think about it. When you go to the doctor 
He doesn't go in, here, let me tell you about cancer. It's awesome. It's chemotherapy. You go three times a week. You're going to be on a dialysis machine. And in seven months, you're probably going to die, right? That's not the pitch that he gives you. You go into the doctor and he says, where, where does it hurt? And what's the problem? And when did this all start? And he doesn't say, and even if you go to the doctor and you're like, my elbow hurts, he doesn't start feeling on your knee, right? He goes directly to the elbow and he says, okay, well, tell me about this. Well, tell me about this. Well, tell me about this until you finally go, ah, shit, that's it, doc. And he goes, okay, well, here's the problem. You got tendonitis. And here's, uh, what, uh, here's you, what I'd you, like to prescribe for you. The thing is, you've never been to UK National Health Hospital, have you? This is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that socialized medicine might be a little different than the highly profitable American <laughs> hospital industry that we have here. Uh, but, you know, and, and if you do tell the doctor your elbow's hurting and he starts feeling on your knee, like, watch that guy. His hand might be rising on your thigh before you know it. But, but here's the thing, you know, we, we weren't, most sales managers come from the old school and they taught you to talk your way into a sale when right. really these days, especially since social media has made so many people narcissists, uh, the easiest way to make a sale is just listen to somebody. And if you get the true problem out of somebody and the true problem, chances are they won't shop around on you because people don't want everybody in the world to know their problem in the first damn place. Right. That's so true. I think we're going to have to wrap this up for the podcast part of the show, Thomas, but we're going to have our bonus content, aren't we, Thomas? Yes, we'll get a couple more questions on the video portion of the show, folks. But for those of you listening on the podcast, we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, Ryan, I'm going to ask that cliche question that Clickso solves. How can people get a hold of you? <laughs> uh, the best way to find me is go to clyxo.com forward slash closer. That's Clickso, clyxo.com forward slash closer. And you can pick a spot and find me. Awesome. All right, Jonathan, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, it's really easy, folks. Go to the Mel Wright website, mel-wright.com. There's a load of our interviews, content, going to be a lot more during 2018. Or go to the Facebook page. They're the two main ways, Thomas. How can people get hold of you, Thomas? Well, all my social media is corralled on my website at thomasjnelsonrealtor.com. And I'm with Big Block Realty here in San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy for you or your referrals. And we're going to thank you for joining us on the podcast again this week, folks. We'll be back next week with another fantastic guest. But if you haven't gotten enough of Ryan, come join us on the video and we're going to continue the conversation there. See you next week. Bye-bye.